through the all-new GWM Cannon with a powerful turbo diesel engine and an 8-speed ZF automatic transition, which is great because JB can't drive a manual and some say he can barely drive an auto. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Snake. 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 Them. Tony, wouldn't be Australia Day without a good old snake story, would it? Good morning. I heard the, like, intro song there and mm. I, was, I was like, oh, no, not a snake story. Yes. <laughs> a snake story. What happened? Uh, so how would you be if you went to your car and there was a note stuck on it saying snake under your car in engine? No, 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 no. I don't know how someone who's... I'd walk. Even if I was going to Queensland. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where this was. Uh, on the Sunshine Coast, the uh, lady got to her car there thinking that the uh, the note on the car was just a sick joke. Um, but there was five of them stuck on the vehicle. <gasps> oh. So I don't know why. I'd, I'd, five? Yeah, fi- no, five notes, not five snakes. Oh. Five notes stuck on the car. So I don't know whether five people saw that. Like how, did the they, snake? how did they see it? I, I, I don't know. I'm Honestly, not sure. Honestly, I was driving the other day thinking about that video where the guy saw the snake on his window yes. while he was driving. Yeah. And I thought of that and I got full chills and had to like side-eye my car window and think, is there a snake? Like, oh, I could not. I could not. What did she do? So she ended up um, popping the bonnet and there was a big carpet python that's like a sitting full on top of the engine. Potential jack in the box situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd not. Nope. So she called the um, the snake catchers in the Sunshine Coast Snake Catchers team. All right. They were on the job. Wooshka, in they came. They probably didn't think it was too big a deal. Carpet nah. python, right? They were like, oh, she's just trying to keep warm in there. Yeah, that was it. Stuart McKenzie, the snake catcher, he said it took him about thirty seconds to remove the snake. Said it was all good, easy job. He said usually sometimes when they get caught in the engine, it can take about 20 minutes to get them out because they slither yeah. amongst all the engine yeah, that stuff. And you got to get your snake hook in there and, you know, like, try Come on, buddy, let's it, go. And it gets cranky and aggressive and starts lashing out at you and all of that. But this one was cool. He was just like, yeah, just take me. Put me in the bush over there. Take me, good. I'm done. Take yep. me, I'm done. Whatever. What would you do if you turn the car on? I don't know. Would it, it would burn the snake, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. Think? Well, I'm glad someone wrote the note then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Five people for five notes to be stuck in the car, which I have a feeling that's a little excessive. There was five people trying to hotwire her car. <laughs> <laughs> One after the other. <laughs> it's actually a really good deterrent to stop your car getting stolen. Yeah, very true. Just put a snake in there. <laughs> I like that. I don't, you kind of think if there's the one note on the car saying, you know, snake on engine mound, you know, thought I'd let you know, why would you write another one and another yeah. one and another one? You wouldn't add to that, would you? you just go, like, all right, first mate, you know, David Smith. He's he already saw, told her. So whatever, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm not sticking around. Imagine seeing why someone add to it? with like a parking ticket and just writing a note saying, ha you got a ticket. <laughs> like that's kind of... <laughs> and then the next person comes home and like, ha they're ripping you off that you got a ticket. It's like that, you know? Yeah. Like just compounding. Yeah, that's we don't right. need that. We don't need that. No, no, that's it. Quarter past seven, a woman on the uh, on the run in South Australia.
I thought this was a joke from the cops because you can't tell with some of the stuff that they put on Facebook. And this is a problem now. It's a boy that cries wolf a little bit with some of their Facebook posts. I thought this was a joke, but it was legitimate. The woman's name, it is the most Australian name ever. I mean, there's a song written about her. I'll give you all the details after this. For the all-new GWM Cannon with a powerful turbo diesel engine and an 8-speed ZF automatic transition, which is great because JB can't drive a manual and some say he can barely drive an auto. This is JB for breakfast on 92.9. Australia Day Eve when I saw this one released by the cops. Uh, we're looking for a woman, South Australian woman. Her name was Kaysan Cox. They were on the hunt for, of course, the cold chisel track Kaysan. And then on How Australia did we spell Day, this name, though? <laughs> K-H-E-S-A-N-H and then C-O-X for Cox. So it's wow. spelled like the song name. Uh, of course, everyone littered the, uh, the, the Facebook thread from the police. 25,000 comments it got on it with some hilarious cold chisel references included in there. Yeah. Now, what, what I've done is I've taken some of these be- the best comments, right, and I've got lined up here. I've got a b- boom tish for the good ones. It sounds like this. All right, and then I've got a disappointed sound effect for the ones that aren't so good, and that sounds like that. Yeah. So you I, can be I the reckon, judge. Do you think her parents might have been fans or something? Oh, had to have been. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's... Um, yeah, she's 28. Yeah. 28 years of age. So what would that make her? That'd make her oh, late 90s. And then if K-San K- came out in 78. Mm, so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Depending yeah. Depending how much older her than her parents are. Yeah. I went to school with a guy whose parents called him Elvis because they were fans. Oh, really? Yeah. And then he got to 18 and changed his name to Mario because he played Mario. Because <laughs> he liked Mario. Yep. <laughs> it's a true story. <laughs> I love that. Um, so what, what's everyone saying? So some some of the comments, some of the, the, the cold chisel puns, you can be the judge of whether it gets a boom-boom tish right, on it or right. disappointed sound effect. Give you a thumbs up and um, a thumbs down. So someone said, she's no quiet girl. Yeah, that's a thumbs up. Yeah, that's all right. Because she's done something clearly naughty if she's being searched by the police. Yes. Or allegedly naughty. Yes, allegedly naughty. Um, another comment. The police have already searched Bo River and the Star Hotel. Eh, that one's like, that like, one's a bit of a try hard. Yeah, that can get a... Bow, bow. Um, and also uh, someone said, I wonder if they've searched the last train out of Sydney. I think that's funny. That's not too bad. That's yeah. all right. Although it's plain. So they stuffed up their own pun. Yeah, true. But I guess... <laughs> Don't think you can get a train to case All right, that's what's just an average comment but then. Yeah, that could... Oh, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then, of course, you know what would happen? Someone would go on there and correct that person and it would turn into its own argument with people going, oh, no, that's the original lyric. Did you know Jimmy Barnes wrote it like that? You know how and you have, like... You're po- wrong. Poetic yeah. license? Yes. There's also Facebook license, guys. Give everyone a break. It's Facebook. Uh, 722, by the way, they haven't found her yet amongst all of that either. So uh, Have she's... they checked that last plane out of Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> Don't think too many are coming and going at the moment with Rona. Um, she's 157 centimetres tall with a heavy build, black eyes and blue eyes, uh, black hair and blue eyes. 
So there you go. In case she's always in case wanted to say that around Tamworth. <laughs> to the all-new GWM Cannon with one of the most luxurious interiors on the market. Unlike our studios here at 92.9. This is JB for breakfast. Thanks to Country Auto's GWM. Bridge Street, West Tamworth. A coffin maker was on his way to deliver one of his coffins and in the process his car broke down. Trying not to be late, he put the coffin on his head and began walking to his destination. A police officer saw him and told him to stop, so he asked, Hey, what are you carrying and where are you going? The coffin maker replied, I don't like where I'm buried, so I'm relocating. The policeman fainted. To the all-new GWM Cannon. Unlike JB, if you're doing towing all the time, this will help you out with three-ton towing. Take one for a test drive today at Country Auto's GWM. JB for breakfast on 92.9. Here's what people are chatting about on the 92.9 Facebook page. We've got a bunch of discussion on our Facebook page right now. You can be our Facebooker of the week and $20 to spend at Celebration. Some great specials there this week with Tui's Extra Dry Stubbies, $44.00. Jack Daniel, 10 packs, $43 each. And Bundy, UP or Smyrnaf, red label vodka, 700 mils, any two for $76. We were asking you to fill in the blanks on our Facebook page. I have done blank, but never done blank. So mine is, I've flown in a glider, but I haven't driven a manual car. I flew in a glider out at Lake Keep It at the gliding club. Absolutely amazing. That was phenomenal. But never driven a manual car. Ever. Love to know what you've done, but haven't done. Glenn. I love his thinking here. He's never been divorced and never been married. Well done. Amanda. Now, I... I instantly, this is just horrible of me, I know, but I instantly thought terrorism stuff with this. Amanda said, I've taken off in an aeroplane but never landed in one. I was like, whoa, that's dark. But then I gave it some thought. I'm assuming, Amanda, that you've gone skydiving because you've taken off in the aeroplane but you've never landed in one because you jump out the door. See? Makes sense now. A weird one from Amanda, she's peeled a banana but never eaten one. That's... A little unusual, and I love the one from John. Put on weight but never lost any. Yeah, I think we can all agree with that one, John. Hi. Find out what's going on locally, nationally and internationally. The McDonald's Coffee Break. So what's going on here? They want to open up like a quarantining station here in our neck of the woods. Yeah, so this story is local and international all at the same time. It's got it all. Um, So it's kind of a... Yeah, basically, Tamworth Regional Council's put a proposal forward, like with Barnaby Joyce, um, the federal member for New England, yeah. saying the empty uh, pilot training facilities in the regional airport precinct yeah. would be the perfect place for quarantine. So it's a 230 bed um, yeah. area with cooking and like open space, and it's fully fenced in. So there are some things that kind of lend itself to being available for that. Yeah. Um, but it's a debate that's been happening for a little while. People have been saying, whether it's politicians or, you know, health people, um, different kind of security people mm. saying, why don't we have quarantine facilities out of the city? Mm. So then if there is a break, it's not like in the middle of a city, right? Mm. So there's pros and cons for all of that. Um, there's a lot of loud voices coming from a lot of politicians about what they think um, we should do. But... W- 
to be honest, in the last 12 months, what we've been doing is listening to medical professionals. Mm. So don't know why we should stop now, in my personal opinion. Yeah. Um, but basically, I've done up a bit of a pros and cons list. So like some of the pros would be more Australians who are stuck overseas could come home. Yeah. If we had another place for them to go, that would yeah. open up, you know, like a new plane, another plane load every fortnight, basically. Yeah. Um, what there's still like forty thousand Australians that are yeah trying that are yeah. on the list to come yeah. home. There's Crazy. more than that overseas, yeah. but yeah, you know they've put themselves on a yeah. list of we want to come home. Yeah, yeah. Um, the way that it's set up in in regional kind of camps, you can have more fresh air, so probably nicer for the people in quarantine to yeah. not be stuck in a windowless room. Yeah, um, and it's an empty building right now that would get some revenue for like regional council or the owners of the building. Yeah, um, or everyone combined. With that, I'm not sure that it would bring any local jobs. There's no guarantees of that. What we've seen in other quarantine facilities is that. Um, you know, it's been run by the ADF, like the Defence Forces yep. or, you know, um, basically, and that brings us to the health issues, mm. is that there's a lot of community concern you can see on region, Tamworth's kind of uh, discussion boards. People are concerned about the risk of it getting out. Yeah. And so that kind of brings us to some of the cons where, you know, we might not get local jobs because you need really highly trained, highly yeah. disciplined people to run the quarantine facility. Yeah. We saw what happened in Melbourne when they had casuals doing it. Yeah. Didn't work and it turned into a huge second wave. Not that that would happen everywhere, but I think Australia has come to terms with the fact that we need highly disciplined yeah. and trained people to run it. Yeah. Um, and the risk of a breakout could really affect our health system here yeah. I mean, generally there's, you know, I'm not sure what the percentage is of people on the plane that have COVID, but right now in Australia, all of our cases that we have generally are coming from overseas. Yeah. So you could say that there is quite a high chance that someone on the plane could have it. Yeah. And in that case, if they're sick or how many of them are sick, mm. can Tamworth Hospital take mm. 230 people off the of Boeing mm. 737? Mm. Not sure. Yeah. So... Um, you know, Gladys Berejiklian said she's not keen on it. Yeah. Uh, the council and obviously our federal member, Barnaby Joyce, they're quite keen on it. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, you know, we've been listening to the doctors and the health experts the whole time, so let's keep doing that. Mm. There was a great um, interview with uh, Dr. Ian Norton from the World Health Organization. He's an emergency medical um, expert that works with them um, in the Sydney Morning Herald, and it was because... You know, this discussion about regional quarantine centres is happening everywhere around Australia. Yeah. They want to do it in different places. Um, but he said, you know, it's really important not to underestimate the challenges that are posed in running a quarantine facility. Um, and, you know, any kind of outbreak could overwhelm smaller regional hospitals, yeah. which I think is a, a concern that's been raised by a lot of community members in the last week or so. Um, and... He said that the same thing was the same discussions were happening when Ebola broke out in Africa. They were like, get it out of the city, get yeah. it into the like bush, you know. Yeah. yeah. But when it's there, he said the issues they had were they yeah. didn't have the medical facilities yeah. to assist people who got sick suddenly. Yeah, that's right. And I think at the moment, honestly, the risk we don't have a great track record of this being able to be kept in quarantine. I mean, you just have to look at Melbourne and then to a lesser extent, even what that tiny little outbreak they had in Adelaide, that was due to it jumping out of 
quarantined down there as well through casual yeah. staffing. The same in Brisbane, Working, the same yeah. in Sydney. So, like, we have done amazingly well. The runs well, aren't good on the board. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah, yeah, like you just said, it's yeah. every quarantine yeah. facility basically has had that. Even yeah. even Perth had a scare. Yeah. You know, it's... And then when you look at under-resourced um, hospital systems as well in the regional centres where, you know, they don't get the same resources and the same cash as the capital city counterpart hospitals do. It's kind of a bit of a concern if you do get that breakout, which there's probably a high percentage we would if you were to get one. I mean, just looking at the stats from the capital cities. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly what the percentages are because we do have tens of thousands of people arriving in the last year. And... Um, you know, it's not, it's definitely not a high percentage of people arriving that actually get COVID, but there are almost yeah. on every plane somebody yeah. that has it. And it just means that, you know, you need to run a really tight ship. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a hard one because yeah. there are a few like things that you got to weigh up those yeah. pros and cons, I guess. And um, if you want to have your say, I'm sure you yeah. can. You know, write into federal member Barnaby Joyce. Yeah. Call the council. Write into them. Let them know what you think because, um, you know, they're making these decisions, but they're yeah. our representatives. Yeah, so that's let right. them know. We'll keep you up to date with that one. That is our McDonald's Mac Cafe coffee break. Remember, their new summer range is now available with the crispy barbecue Mac Oz made with one hundred percent Aussie beef, beetroot, crispy onions, and also southern barbecue style sauce. Or you can grab a side of the Macca's new golden onion onion rings right now with the signature barbecue sauce as well. But they are available only for a limited time and at all three Macca's throughout the region, south on Gunnaganoo Road, east on Mary Street and west on Bridge Street as well. 